From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 94. I am Brad Robinson. Today's podcast is about step number two. The previous podcast, we talked about step number one and how we must take responsibility for the chaos we're in. And I referenced Russell Brand's book, Recovery, and I will do that in this podcast episode. I will continue on with step number two that he mentions in his book and also my program. So step number one last time was about taking responsibility, realizing that the path we've been going down for such a long time is actually not good, but it's everything that we've been doing, whether it's addictions, whether it's the negative habits we unconsciously do, because I was practicing anxiety for such a long time and these certain behaviors that kept manifesting these negatives in my life. So I had to come to the realization and that awakening, oh, wait, I've caused this. Instead of me blaming the world and God constantly, I had to take on the responsibility and say, hey, I need to overcome this because for so long of my life, I was dependent and I was suffering deeply from this anxiety. So I must do this myself. No one else can make me recover unless I take on this responsibility myself. So step number two, and Russell Brand's book, Recovery, he goes over the 12 steps of recovery and specifically addictions, but it applies to anxiety as well because addictions is a subcategory of anxiety. We've been playing out these many addictions for so long. It could be the addiction of reassurance seeking. It could be the addiction of Dr. Google or the doctor visits or the reactions to those negative thoughts that, you know, make you, you know, it startles you. And so you continuously run that addiction of paying attention to those negative thoughts. So recovery, Russell Brand's book, it does apply to anxiety recovery. Now, step number two in the book is we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could resolve or sorry, restore us to sanity. Could you not be this way? That's the question. Could you not be this way, this anxious, dependent person? And so in my program, step number two is the same thing, but worded differently. Become knowledgeable. Become knowledgeable. Now that you've had that eye-opening experience, oh my God, it's anxiety. It's not this real physical illness or the habits that you unconsciously were doing that come to the your the forefront of your mind and you're like oh wow i've been doing these things that have kept me in this negative loop for years even and so that was a huge thing for me and a lot of people who 
watch my videos or listen to the podcast or come for coaching, they they have that realization that, oh, wait, it's anxiety. Okay, now I'm in known unknown territory. I have to figure out, okay, how do I overcome anxiety? So they take on this responsibility, but now they have to become knowledgeable. They have to become the student. So if forums or the people you turn to for that reassurance do not provide you with useful tools and techniques and solutions that help you overcome anxiety, that help you better your life, why bother with them? And a lot of anxiety sufferers go to those forums for that reassurance. You know, oh, have you had this symptom? Or have you had that symptom? Oh, you have? Oh, that's a relief. At least I know you've had it. But they're still in that chaos, the unknown unknown, because they're just looping this cycle. They need to, you know, open widen their horizon. They need practical solutions, techniques, tools that they can use to actually overcome this. Now, the question becomes, who had anxiety and has gotten better? Did they go through the same thing I'm currently going through? So find someone that relates to your story. Not somebody who's just going to keep you in this state, but somebody who's bettered themselves. Because when we look up to that somebody who's successful, who's in that place that we want to be, you know, we feel all our insecurities come forth. It's like, oh, how am I going to get to there? You know, I'm in this state. So a lot of you just, you know, is overwhelmed because that bar seems so damn high but you have to break it down and you have to start by setting the bar a little bit higher so that at least you can move a little bit forward today and at least you will be a little bit more ahead than the person you were yesterday that's the that's the key so little steps at a time so find somebody that relates to your story and who has gotten better. This is where role models are introduced. This is the learning stage. It's about going back to square one, grade one, that you have to learn, that you have a lot to learn, that there's a a long road ahead of you. And you have to accept that, that this is a long journey. And anxiety sufferers really do want that instant solution, that solution right away. I certainly wanted it. And so I had a lot of addictions and a lot of behaviors that put band-aids over my underlying issues, but they weren't creating any solutions, right? They were just keeping my anxious identity alive. And so you got to go back to square one. You got to learn. What is anxiety? How did this person overcome anxiety? You can see others in in our society who are in their 50s, in their 60s, who have a big ego, and they never adopted that developing mindset. It's about adopting that developing mindset where you come to that realization that you have a lot to learn, that you're not this 
one-dimensional person being with these firm beliefs that growing is a part of life. There's much to learn, that you need to burn off dead parts of you rather than clinging to them. And you can tell these people are unconscious of that fact, that their actions, even though they produce negative results, are the only way. It's the only way, right? Those people who just have their beliefs. And I've seen these people all the time where they talk about, oh, I have all of these illnesses that I got to keep going to the doctors about, you know, but then, you know, I'll introduce, you know, the di- a diet. You, you should go on a diet that will help heal your body. That, and then the person would be like, no, I like food too much. And then they're firm in their beliefs that they're willing to die over sacrificing the foods that they've loved, the sugary foods, the carbohydrates. They're not willing to let that go in order to be that healthy person. You have to let things go and you have to pick your sacrifices in order to get to your higher self. So they're unconscious. And that if they they feel like if they let go of these negative parts, they will lose who they are and their identity, that they won't be accepted by their family or friends. But who's to say that's a bad thing? Who's to say that's a bad thing? Maybe your friends are dimwits who have been keeping you down in this chaotic state, or you acting out alongside with those friends have been keeping their poor beliefs intact, right? So you're not doing them any good either by by accepting their poor beliefs and then acting out with them the, the poor actions and the, and the, the dialogue that keeps a person stuck in that chaos. Or it could be family, right? It could be family. The family tries to pull you down. You begin to add order in your life. You make your room tidy and develop a morning routine. You start to piece things back together. Then that family member or that friend's insecurities, they come forth because you're improving, but they're remaining in that anxious and chaotic domain. They're smoking cigarettes and watching TV and they're eating Cheetos and they're not doing much with their life and they're working the same job that they've hated for 20 years. And so then they say, who do you think you are acting this way, cleaning up your room, doing these things? Then, at least now you know what kind of person they are, right? You now know, you know, this person doesn't want me to better myself, clean up my room, and take on this responsibility because that person's insecurities have now come forth because now you're further down the path. 
their weaknesses come forth. And that's because you're rising above them. Then they may pull you back down to their level. So what's that? What's the solution to that? Well, get far away from them as possible. That's the solution. You have to sacrifice those people. And you may say, well, what if I'm living with them? What if they're my family? Well, you must set a goal, an aim to work towards leaving them. You have to work towards that. You have to find a solution to to being as far away from them as possible. So there's a lot of sacrifices to be made once you take on the responsibility of anxiety recovery. In step one, I mentioned that I found the answers to why I was feeling the way that I was because I kept thinking I had a physical illness. I kept going to the doctor. The doctor says I'm healthy, but I kept feeling the sensations and thus that left me, left me in the unknown, unknown domain. So I found the solutions or I experienced that paradigm shift once I found the coaches who overcame severe health anxiety. So I went under their wing because they related to my story. They overcame it. I attached so much pain to staying where I was that I just went under their wing and I learned and I developed this developing mindset knowing that, you know, if I just follow their footsteps, I can get where they are. So I surrounded myself with their material every day. I surrounded myself with their YouTube videos, their podcasts, and I bought a program and I just surrounded myself with this material and that changed who I was. It started to change my thinking patterns. I started to activate new neuronal pathways within my brain and I started to think differently and act differently because the more you spend time around certain people, the more you become like them. Even though I had trouble absorbing the information, I had trouble absorbing the amygdala and how it functions, the fight, flight, or freeze response. I had trouble understanding meditation, and I had trouble understanding how we can change our thinking patterns through CBT and all of these things. It was so new to me, but that's what I talk about is you got to start from square one. You have to learn from scratch. And even if you are having trouble understanding, that's good because just keep listening to the podcast, the videos, and surround yourself with that material all the time so that it absorbs within your unconscious mind because your unconscious mind is always listening. And so these coaches and these people who overcame anxiety, they gave me hope that it's possible to get out of this despair. They did. That if I learn and mimic their behaviors, that I can get to where they are. But it's about commitment. That's the thing. 
attaching a lot of pain to staying stuck in that chaos and not changing? And are you willing to take that responsibility and that time to get better? The act of spending your time learning from these coaches and mentors, whether it's on YouTube, podcast, coaching, or a program, it sends the message to your unconscious mind. It, the message is, this is what Brad values. This is what he wants. That's the thing. If you're hanging around those negative friends and people and you're engaging in those negative habits, those actions tell your unconscious mind that this is what you value. So if you're doing a program, if you're doing coaching, or if you're just watching your mentors on the internet, that act is telling your unconscious mind that this is what you value. This is what you want in your life. And I am in no way an exception. Believe me, my whole life involved me running away from that resistance. Sports, going into a new job. I would avoid situations that I, I would, when I would feel that cognitive dissonance, I would avoid it. So cognitive dissonance is feeling, acting, and behaving in a manner that you're not accustomed to. So when I started a anxiety recovery program, I felt that resistance. I wanted to do other things. Or when I wanted to hang out with my friend and I would read instead, I felt that resistance. Oh, I should go hang out with that friend. I should just have a day to myself. And our minds are so amazing that they will trick you into doing things, to, other things to avoid the things that you should be doing. You know, if you really want to go sit and read that book, your mind will be like, oh, let's just do these other things. Even though they're challenging too, they're not as challenging as reading the book, right? So your mind will think and, and trick you and it'll be clever in those ways. It'll, you know, you will avoid the really bigger challenges by tackling smaller challenges that are not as tough. So watch out for your brain. Put yourself in situations that'll, that'll make you uncomfortable, that'll really challenge you because you're, you're changing the neuronal pathways in your brain whenever you do that. So this commitment was hard. It was extremely hard for me. I would, throughout my whole life, I avoided really tough things like sports, uh, new jobs. And I would, in, even in previous podcasts, I would talk about, I would avoid going into the camera union or sorry, the, the, the electric union. I would avoid going into work because I found it to be challenging and all of my what-if thoughts uh, about, you know, what if I don't do a good job? What if I arrive late? You know, I would just convince myself that it, I, I shouldn't go into work. So I would go spend my day at home in my safe zone. And so I would avoid 
anything tough. And so my mind didn't develop and I didn't become stronger mentally because of that too. So this commitment was hard. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I felt like I was breaking myself apart once I took on this responsibility. I, I, I was breaking myself into many little pieces and then reassembling them. But I wouldn't have it any other way because this was the hardest time but also the most rewarding moment in my life that I was becoming better uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Was I going to stay in that dependent identity or was I willing to sacrifice the parts of me that were keeping me in that state? Now, I want to read a passage from Russell Brand's book, Recovery. And this passage really uh, speaks to the theme of this podcast episode. And he says, there will be action. There will be analysis. There will be work, catharsis, sacrifice, and suffering. Change is hard. That's why we can't do it alone and why it is vital that we have a foundation of hope. You needn't immediately assume the idiotic and unfounded optimism of a radio breakfast DJ. You need only allow gentle hope to enter your heart. Exhale and allow hope and give yourself some time. This is a process of change that requires a good deal of self-compassion, which is neither stagnant nor permissive. We can just start by being a little kinder to ourselves and open to the possibility that life doesn't have to be bloody awful. It doesn't have to be. So I went, when I found these coaches, these mentors, hope rose up. I saw hope. I saw that there's a way out. And so many people don't find that hope. So if you know someone else who's struggling from anxiety, show them the podcast. Show them the Anxiety Project YouTube channel. Give them some hope that somebody can overcome this. I overcame this. I was suffering so deeply from anxiety, from health anxiety, agoraphobia, that I never thought I could be where I am right now. That through little steps, through this process, you can actually better your life. You can get to a place you've always wanted to get to. But that's the thing. You have to go from a bad place to a worse place first before you get better. And that worse place is that place where you have to break yourself up into little pieces. You have to awaken to the vulnerabilities of yourself, the, the weaknesses, your past, the things that you've done. You have to come to that awakening in order to get to the next place in your life. 
that you're full of flaws, that you need to start from square one and develop a new identity for yourself. Because where you are is not good. You're stuck in this chaos and nobody wants to be there. But that's the thing. A lot of people get so used to that chaos that they don't know any other way of being, that they lose hope. And so show somebody my channel, this podcast, so that they can start to have that awakening, that paradigm shift that they can, in fact, overcome anxiety naturally without medications, with some discipline, some perseverance, but commitment, taking on that baggage, taking on that load. For so long, I was a puppet being pulled by strings, a puppet to my addictions, I was a puppet to my emotions and to society. I, I always wanted to be somebody else. I always wanted to be the, the person that I saw on the movie screen. I always wanted to be like the musicians I looked up to. And I started to emulate the wrong people, but also I was a puppet to society, to the latest gadgets, to the latest toys. Uh, I was just a slave to whatever anybody told me, whether it was a, a, a co-worker at work, a friend. I believed everything people were telling me all the time. I had no beliefs of my own. I had no uh, firm beliefs. I didn't have a solid foundation to stand on. I was just going by what everybody was saying. Oh, you should be have this to be happy. Okay. You know, th they said so, so I I'll I'll try and get that thing. Or it could be that wrong role model like Kurt Cobain where I I I wanted to and and kept on brooding over life because he kept brooding and and the in way the way he viewed life this rebellious uh don't care attitude i'm like i would like to have that attitude because i don't want to care it seems like there's so much weight in life but that led me down a bad path i was looking up to the wrong people i was just a slave to my emotions and everything i felt or thought i believed to be true and so this is one more reason why I wanted to change. And coming to the realization that I've been so dependent made me really want to change. I didn't want to be dependent on my phone or materialistic goods to make me happy. I didn't want to be dependent on weed or alcohol to make me feel good. I wanted to be independent. I wanted to have my own solid foundation to stand on. And that I was the one. I was the one causing my life to be so chaotic. That's the thing. I was the one that was causing this chaos. Instead of blaming the universe, I took on responsibility instead. Because I've been blaming the universe for a long time. Now, it was time that I took responsibility 
and that I get out of this state. And that's where I'm going to leave you on this podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Don't forget to comment. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, please subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.